A month ago, you were in med school being taught by doctors. Today, you are the doctors. The seven years you spent here as a surgical resident will be the best and worst of your life. You will be pushed to the breaking point. This is your starting line. This is your arena. How well you play, that's up to you. everyone and welcome to the first ever generally speaking podcast network gray's anatomy podcast i am your host stephanie ravenscraft and i am joined by my wonderful co-host kim hello everybody how are you oh i am just so excited that was a great episode absolutely so i think that izzy had it right on the money when she says holy mother of fill in the oh. blank yeah. Um, absolutely incredible. Sticks out to me in this episode was the ending. Where I know. Oh my god, is she gonna be okay? Hello. You know, I I can't even talk about the rest of the episode because all I'm thinking about is Meredith sinking. Hello. I know. In the previews, the previews they showed her just sinking, just falling down. I know. It. it, I, it know. I had to go back and watch it again. And then I was just so nervous, I knocked over my Coke, and I'm like, I can't, oh. <laughs> I can't take the pressure. It's a TV I know, I show. I call her to go, no, you can't. I'm like, okay, I'm yelling again, I'm going to wake up my child, but I'm just so excited. <laughs> I know. It, it, it's, it, it was awesome. So, um, that is my overall yeah. reaction. It's just that. Yeah. You know, Ilya just made a comment in the, in the chat that, you know, she's thinking like she's in the bathtub, that it's. Uh, foreshadowing which is a really good point and so was her voiceover at the beginning you know that happens to her talking about the vanishing act absolutely and that happens to meredith all the time because if you think back to season two with the super the the episode that followed the super bowl with the bomb Mm -hmm. she did not want to get out of bed that day because she felt like she was going to die you're right that always happens to meredith that that is kind of creepy but um it has like six cents, huh? maybe maybe so um i have some maybe little blonde girl was deaf i was wondering about that when she wouldn't turn around for a while there at the end or just scared i i, I don't know she might be no because didn't no she didn't talk the whole time she just nodded well she nodded her head when meredith asked her if she peter pants so if she wet herself. Right, but you could see her face, and deaf people can read lips. You know, obviously she's not deaf, but, you know, at the end, because she finally did turn around. Right. And see, let it sink in. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to process all that. I hadn't thought about that before. I just thought, poor kid. I mean, she's a cute, adorable little blonde girl. Totally lost. Totally frightened. Of course, Cliff had to point out that her pants weren't wet, and <laughs> so then I was just distracted by that. And uh, I have so many things that I want to talk about. What do you want to well, start what was with? Your favorite part? What was your favorite part? My, about that. my favorite part was um, Alex to the rescue. And, yes. and the care that he took and, and um, the responsibility that he took on of that pregnant woman. And I have to say that Alex's specialty is totally OBGYN. 
That's exactly what I wrote down when I was taking notes on the episode. He is definitely going to convert. No Alex, no, he is. He is forever on what does Sloan call it? Forever on the gyny watch, because you can just the gyny patrol. That's what it is, patrol. So, <laughs> I, I yeah, I you can just feel it. He, whether he wants to admit it or not, he's comfortable there. Yeah, and I, he and he's okay. at his best. And he just he has such strong feeling. You can you can see it in his reactions and how he looks at the people and how he wants to. He wanted to just stay with his patient. It wasn't about the surgery. It was he wanted to be with her, and Absolutely. that was really neat. Thing. I love when he went in there at the end and he said, "Look." You know, you've been through a lot, and you're still, you know, you've been through this great tragedy, and so many people are dead, but you're still alive. And when I come back and check on you, you better still be alive. <laughs> because yeah. oh. it, it would be so easy for her to give up in that moment. It would have been. You know? And, and it, it, so. it tore my heart out when he asked Addison if, is the baby going to make it? And, and Addison didn't answer. Down to the fifth. And it was like, oh, God, the baby's not going to make it. And that's the first thing I thought. That's the first thing I thought, too, because she, yeah, she doesn't really, she doesn't answer that question. She totally um, avoids it, changes the subject. So what was your favorite part? Oh, God, I, I am totally torn. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I guess the most shocking part was the ending, but I guess that can't be my favorite part because I don't that's want That's not good. <laughs> You know, it's bad. Um, there were a couple of, like, really important um, subplots that happened there. It was, you know, the Christina and Burke thing going on. Um, right. You know, and the backlash that's going to happen with, with Meredith, you know, if Meredith makes it out of this okay. And, 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 I, and I knew exactly why Christina didn't want people to find out, because she wanted to tell her girlfriend and it had to be in the right setting in this situation. I mean, that's how I would feel about my best girlfriend. I would want to tell her first rather than telling her husband or her boyfriend. Right, absolutely. Well, that's, that's, that's us as women. And I think when, when Burke confronts her and he, he asks, you know, you had, you had 45 minutes before the call came in. Why didn't you tell her? But the time was not right. That's not, I mean, I understand running and blurting it out to, to everyone, right. but that's not Christina. And um, so that yeah, that's gonna cause tension, and, and I'm anxious to see how that plays out. But but I get Christina. So before we go any further, I've totally overlooked one small detail. And uh, oh. join joining me here, waving his hands at me now, which is usually my job to him, is my husband, oh. who is helping me. Well, no, he's not helping me. He is producing this show and giving me all the glory for it. And, and and Kim as well. So, Clifford, you can say hello very quickly, very shortly. <laughs> hello, everybody. The, uh, hi, Cliff. Hi. Uh, as the, as Thank the, you so much for doing this with us. Hey, no problem. I'm, I'm actually very excited about I'm this. I'm so glad that I've turned him on to this show finally. I, I, th I mean, it's taken me so long. I think I may... Oh, Cliff, you didn't like this show before? Uh, he wouldn't give it a chance. I hated this show before... Of course, I never actually saw it. I only, <laughs> I only heard passing comments like "you've broken your girlfriend's vagina," <laughs> and call. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I, I never I'm really. Looking at my vajayjay. 
<laughs> he hasn't seen that one yet. I, yeah, don't don't give me don't give anything away. No, I'm serious. Uh, he, I do want to say a couple things though. Um, as the producer of the show, one of the things that I think it's important to do now that we're uh, eight minutes into this podcast, it, it's probably. I mean, you guys, I, I, I'm sitting here watching and I'm like, hey, I wonder how Stephanie and Kim are going to do with this. One of the things that we probably should do, since this is the very first ever Grey's Anatomy uh, fan podcast for Generally Speaking, our very first episode, I think it might be a good thing to do for to start with Stephanie and have her introduce herself, because obviously we, we're, we're probably counting on the fact that a lot of GSPN listeners are listening to this, but there are not a lot of... Uh, Grey's, Anonym- uh, Grey's Anatomy fans who actually have found us in iTunes who've never heard of us before. So, Stephanie, why don't you start off by introducing yourself? Tell us about podcasting, what you're, what, how you've been involved in it, and how you got into Grey's Anatomy and why you're here today. And then we'll have Kim do the same thing. Just because this okay. is our first episode. Okay, my, my mind is processing all that. Um, I'm still, so I'm still. All I can see is Meredith falling off. The, the side I got you um, of the dock. So my name is Stephanie Ravenscraft. Um, I am. <laughs> I don't know what to say about myself. You're married to the producer. I'm married to the pro- actually the producer's married to me. <laughs> and um... <laughs> when did you get into podcasting stuff? Okay, so um, Cliff and I got into podcasting in December of '05, mm-hmm. and. Um, we started with the weekly Lost podcast because we are avid Lost fans. Oh yeah, and um, and that was going really well, and we wanted to do more. So we currently have. Does this make eight or is this seven? This is our seventh okay. podcast now. This is now our seventh podcast, and um, to find out more about the other shows that we do, you can go to generallyspeakingpodcast.com. dot com. And uh, and then all of our shows are listed there. Are they on the right hand side? On the right hand yeah, side. I don't go there. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> I do. I'm just Stephanie. <laughs> I do. I was just making that up. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's on the, it's on the right hand side. It's in blue. See, I know, I know. It's you know in the Disney font. I, I've been there once or <laughs> twice. <laughs> and that's. I mean that's pretty much it. I'm And how long you know, have you been watching Grey's Anatomy? I've been watching Grey's Anatomy since the beginning. The very first episode. The very first episode because um I remember watching um Patrick Dempsey in Can't Buy Me Love and so, you know, that's that man is sexy. <laughs> I know. So that pulled me in and I've been hooked since day 1. Okay. Now Kim uh, introduce yourself. Uh, now I will go ahead and introduce her as Kim Soo Chung. And uh, if anybody, <laughs> if anybody wants to try to find out why Cliff calls her Kim Soo Chung, uh, you'll you'll be hard pressed to probably get the answer out of her. But eventually, you might be able to do that. But Kim, why okay. don't why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and how you got uh, tied in with this whole generally speaking podcast network thing, and how you came to be the co-host of Stephanie's. Grey's Anatomy fan podcast. Well, you know, my name is actually Kim. It's not Kim Su Chung. You know, that's that's not my middle or last name or or any combination thereof. Just call me Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got involved in podcasting actually about a year ago. um, And that was finding the Generally Speaking Podcast Network and Cliff and Steph's Lost Podcast. And I 
you know, I became active in their forum and whatnot, and it was it just turned out to be a lot of fun. And so that's that's why I've been with podcasting. But uh, I have been watching Grey's Anatomy probably since last year's Super Bowl episode when it was. Um, was that the bomb? That was when the bomb. bomb happened. That was the bomb episode, and I started watching it after the Super Bowl because of all of the the previews and stuff that they were showing during the commercials. And I thought, wow, this looks really good. I've never wanted to watch this show before. And I just got hooked after that, and I started watching and watching it. Finally, when season two ended, um, I got myself uh, copies of season one and, and season two, and, and I watched all the episodes, and I've been obsessed with it. I love the show. It is amazing. I love the chemistry between Burke and Christina, between Meredith and Derek, between Addison and Mark, and Addison and Derek, and Addison and Meredith. <laughs> I mean, there's so much going on there. And the Nazi, she rocks. I love she Bailey. Can. She can hold her own. She is oh, Who? fantastic. Bailey. Bailey, the Nazi. He the doesn't Nazi. know that yet. Oh, okay. He's 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 pretending. He's so in the dark. I will get him caught up. On the show is the Nazi. Yes, that's her nickname. Very cool. And 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 I have recently decided to give Grey's Anatomy a try. He watched his first episode on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and I've watched every episode available online on ABC. ABC. So I watched four episodes before this episode tonight, and this was my fifth episode. And my sister has, actually, I just learned today, my sister has season one and season two on DVD. So you can bet you'll know what I'll be doing this weekend and all next week. So I'll be there. Very good. I, See, I, hold on. As, 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 um, as a silent girl would say. Christina. I'm in this for the long haul. At least call her by her real name. No, you have to understand, I have nicknames for all these people because <laughs> I have no clue what their names are. I'm, Stephanie, every scene, I'm I'm like, what's her name? What's his name? What's her name? And I'm trying to get it down, but now it's it's I the girl, uh, Izzy, I think I call her, I don't want to be a millionaire. Um, then there's silent girl and silent guy. There's cocky guy because Stephanie introduced him as cocky guy. Um, and anyway, I, I have that's nicknames. Karev. Yeah, absolutely. See? What is it? She said that's Karev. Oh, okay. Karev. Cocky guy. Alex Karev. Okay, he, so anyway, that, that, okay, so now people have a little bit of an introduction of who we are. Okay. Now, as you were. Let's get back to the show. Let's get, get back, back to, to the, the show, show. The good stuff. So, can I share my favorite thing, or you want to ask oh, me no. later? Oh, no. Go ahead. You can share your favorite thing. Okay. My favorite part. What, what was did it? Kim ever share hers? Did you ever share yours? No, I don't have a favorite part. I'm She's too... still stuck at the end. I, okay. I totally have I'm a... I'm right now. I know. I totally have a favorite part in this episode. And it was the whole... I mean, for me, the whole part of this episode that, that really is is hanging in the balance. And, and I know for you guys, it's like, you know, this gray is, you know, pushed over to the side. And yeah, that that's all... I mean, that was huge. And it's like, oh my gosh, Stephanie, you didn't I missed see it. Though. I didn't see it. You, you didn't see it. I, exactly. And you told me, and so it wasn't as big of a shock to me. I think if I was actually not setting this up I, and saw that, I would have been like, oh my gosh. But for me, the, my favorite part was the fact that Silent Guy, uh, Burke, mm-hmm. uh, confided, <laughs> confided in um, uh, McDreamy. Okay. And so he, you know, it's like, this is, you know, this is happening here. These guys are bonding and sharing. And he's like, you know, we're engaged. And it's like, and then all of a sudden to see him just say something in front of uh, um, Mark. Mark. 
and and then it got spread around. That oh, for me is Mar- like I've never Mark's nickname is McSteamy. McSteamy. Yeah. Okay, so McDreamy and McSteamy. Okay, uh-huh. gotcha. <laughs> anyway, I I I just like that because I, I can understand the situation, the tension that she wanted to tell her best friend first before she hears it from everybody else. And right. and you know, sure, should she have told um Meredith is it Meredith? Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm getting good at this. She should have told Meredith, you know, that morning. She she kind of peeked around, it's like I'm I want to tell, I don't want to tell. That was a little silly of her. But the fact is she didn't tell yet. But that's her. Oh, but that's her. But the fact is that she didn't tell yet. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have confided. I'm okay with the fact that he confided in an individual he thought he had trust in, but he neglected to say, listen, you know, he did say she don't want me to tell anybody. Did but- he fail to anticipate uh, trials and difficulties? <laughs> totally. <laughs> So anyway, all I'm saying is that I, I think that I think it was okay for him to share that and confide in that one individual, uh, but at the same time, he should. I know he it, said the place she did, that he confided in what was not. Well, no, when they were just there by themselves, it was fine. They're in a hospital; but, they're never by themselves. Okay, but the thing is, is he should have said something more than she just doesn't want me to tell anybody right. until she tells Gray. Um, but he should have said, listen, let, let's keep this under wraps, but he didn't do that. And okay. so it just all of a sudden is, yeah. Anyway, it got okay. out. And, and, and that for me was a neat part of the show for me. I liked it. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Now you can get back to all your girly stuff. All our girly stuff. Well, this is a girly show. <laughs> this being this podcast is a girly show. Um, so I have a question. Okay. When they first, the opening scene, when they first walked into the elevator and the chief is there, I, I couldn't tell what was different about him either. I'm like, something's different about his head. What's totally jumped out at me. I told Cliff before really? they even said it, I said he colored his hair. I didn't recognize him. He to- he colored his hair. Yeah, Cliff's like, who's that? I'm like, that's the chief. He colored his hair. <laughs> and totally I, got it right away. I sat there wondering, why is Addison keep saying, stop it? Leave him alone. <laughs> Why, why can't we ask questions? I want to know. Don't make them stop. <laughs> now, uh, now, I'm going to share something here, no. and, and I'm not funny or anything, but I, I would tell you, I think he was more attractive with the gray. He is, and I think he'll go back. I, 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 I think so, too. Well, you know. I thought he was sexier with the gray. Yeah, I See, did. I wouldn't say sexier. I, I just thought he looked better. Well, that's because you're a man. This is a girl show. Um, well... Addison, but it was for the ladies. Absolutely, Addison ladies colored well. her hair blonde when Derek left, and she's red again. You know, he'll go back. Things change. Things change. Things change. Even your needs change. I thought it was hilarious when 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 she when they said it was you know for the ladies, and Mark just burst out laughing like it was hysterical that this old man cheats. <laughs> man whore. for the ladies. <laughs> 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 what what she what she tell Derek something about um oh uh, he picks you're the a man whore and and you're the one that picks the perfect twelve year old. <laughs> oh my that goodness, awesome. that was great. I love Addison. I really do. Um, I know in the beginning when they first introduced her, they introduced her as a character that you're not supposed to like. But right. I really do. I don't know if there's a character on this show right now that I don't like. 
everybody is in such a place. Well, Izzy's kind of getting on my nerves. Callie O'Malley gets on my nerves. Callie O'Malley. <laughs> you know, speaking of Callie, she was really drawing lines in the sand between her and George and Absolutely. all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mean, she definitely needs to draw those lines, but, man, they should have done this before they got to work and talked about how they were going to handle their work relationship versus their personal relationship because, yeah, George is taking a little over the edge, but I think that... Callie is being a little bit too severe in, in drawing that line. I like the whole thing. I think part of it's the stress of the situation. I agree they should have talked about that before, but they were probably under the assumption that they had more time to talk about it than what they actually did. Because people react differently in crisis than in normal every day. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with me? Yeah. Completely. You know, I I very much understand it. There were were parts where I thought that, you know, when they all got off of the ambulance and they were, you know, looking over the scene, they were just awestruck. And, you know, there were different parts later in the show where uh, Alex was just standing there and he he couldn't react and he was just staring at the woman. And I thought, wow, he he just can't react. He can't can't do anything. Is, you know, is this like a dramatic thing for him? You know, because that would make a whole lot of sense. You know, to to, yeah. to have such a reaction to seeing something so traumatic like that. And for, you know, this is something that will continue to affect their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah. and it's and not something, it, it's not something that, I mean, I think if I was to, to go into that situation, my whole ability to function would shut down. But they have to go in there and they have to function at a more alert rate than normal. You know, I mean, they have to right. go in there and be sharp and precise and, and on the mark. And try and remember and, all of their training, just like Izzy was trying to do when she was going to set that poor man's arm. Absolutely. Talking out the procedure out loud so that she could do it right. And the, the, no, the guy hard. is like, um, excuse me, are you really a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> but um speaking of Izzy, when when is it okay to give up? Is it okay to give up? Well, they're taught never to give up. Do do you recall a scene um I think I, I don't know if it was recently or if it was in season 1 or 2. I've watched them all so so recently I can't really recall, but um Bailey made George and the nurse that he slept with work for like 45 minutes on that guy in the ER. Absolutely. So you can tell the family that you did everything that you did could. Right. Exactly. So she can't give up. She can't just walk away and say, hey, I'm done. I I don't know what else to do. She has to stay there and she has to do everything possible, even if it's just to be there to hold his hand and offer him some comfort. Okay. I'll give you that. I I don't know. Now, granted, people are going to hate me for this, but I don't know if I, with my whole heart, agree with you. Because aren't there other people that she could really be helping that, I mean, he's trapped under a car. I, I honestly... Absolutely. I, I don't know... I agree with you. I don't you know, know if this character's going to make it. I understand I understand giving it all and, 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 you know, sticking it out, being there for the long haul. But at the same time, in that situation of there being so many people who need help, is it right. the best thing for her to be there with this one man? I don't know. But I, the I, question is, is, how would Izzy deal with that internally? 
if she left this man there to die without her being there, that would have serious repercussions to her uh, mentally. Um, but if she stayed there, the only thing she would think about is, yes, I could have gone to help these other people, but this man needed me. And I think that she would probably deal a little bit better with that than having to walk away and let this man die and then deal with that thought for the rest of her life. Right, but yeah. but Izzy gets so emotionally involved that I, it, it's still going to bother. I mean, either way, with with Izzy, with this character, either way, she, she it's going to affect the well, way. Well, here's a question. Do you think that she could walk away without um, an attending or somebody else telling her to walk away? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. She, she does I not... I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't think that she has it in her. So, who, okay, what else do we have going on? We have, um, I have a question. You're because, promising to find the boy. Oh, what's your question? Go ahead. Okay, my question is, you, you, were, you were talking, you brought up the whole George and Callie drawing the lines. I'm total, you know, been married for almost 11 years, total fan of boundaries. Total fan of boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> so, so George and Callie are having a hard time drawing the boundaries. I understand that. Okay. Preston and Christina. Bert, Burke and Christina. They just got engaged. You know, obviously they're going to be working together. Are they always going to be in this relationship of um, him using surgeries against her to get what he wants and her expecting to scrub in because she's in a relationship with him. Is that always going to be a dynamic of their relationship? Um, between Christina and Burke? Yeah. Um, I think that that's going to be an issue for quite some time until they actually sit down and have a real discussion, and that's to say it, that's even to wonder if they will have that discussion okay. because they're not ones to sit down and, and flesh this stuff out outside of work. They're... You know, they're the silent couple. They don't like to, to face these issues that are at hand. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I don't think that it's something that they will ever deal with. Um, but it's not right. <laughs> it's not right. It's not it's healthy so not... By, by any means. No, it's not. It, it's not healthy. It's not right. So, um... They need to go through some serious premarital counseling before they, you know, oh, tie the Oh, sister, you are, so, you are so right on there. What else do you want to talk about? Um, what about George um, promising to find the little boy of that lady? I, I, that, I, I mean, it was, there were so many times where we were like, George, find the boy. Go find the boy. But it, can it, he it was, really find was, the boy? I think that... He, he would really like to, but I don't know that it's, it's possible this early in the game. I think that they have to clear out this this big scene that they have there on the dock before that you know they can tally up all of the names and figure out where everybody belongs and who they all belong to. Absolutely, I, I, absolutely. I I don't. I. And the same thing with the little girl and her mom. I it's going to be a while right. before the little girl and her mom. Um. The little oh, girl I with Meredith. Finding, trying to find Would her you, mom. Oh, okay. Wait, I, Kim, I'm waving my hand. Go ahead, Kim. <laughs> I hear him. I hear him. <laughs> I was thinking that 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 little girl. I mean, how old is she? Could she be Izzy's daughter? I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know because how Izzy has a daughter. You were so in the dark, Clifford. You gotta catch up. <laughs> <laughs> that's news to me. You didn't tell me that. Izzy has a daughter. Well, okay, that's cool. It was brought up one time with the patient, and, and that's it. Nobody else knows. Okay, gotcha. Um, I don't remember how old she said her daughter was. I don't remember. Maybe it was around nine or was it eleven? I I, I can't. I read don't know, but that that girl is definitely not. I mean, she's definitely more like six or seven. You think so? I think. <clears throat> Somebody in the forum yeah, chat saying ten like years. Somebody's in the in the forum saying ten. Yeah, somebody in the chat room yeah. saying ten years old. Okay. Ilya says that she's about ten. The little girl or Izzy's daughter? <laughs> Izzy's daughter. Okay. That that makes sense because because it was it was before medical school. And right. she she wanted to make something else of her life. She wanted to make something of her life and she knew that being where she was from and having a baby at that age that so I think I I agree with who was that Clifford who said 10? Uh idea 02 in the chat oh, room. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I agree with that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm 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 losing my train of thought. I'm sorry. I, can That's I okay. interject something here? Um, at the at the end before they go into surgery, um, for the one girl, they say, "Listen, we got to get you in now. We got to get you in now." And she says, "No, I'm waiting for George to come back and to tell me if he found my son." And they he walks in the door and they look at him and he gives the little uh, to Bailey. He right. shakes his hand slightly. Or shakes his head slightly. Um, the question I have is, um, basically, is he saying, no, I didn't find the son, or uh, I found the son and he's dead? That's the big question right now. Well, it, it is, but if you watched, I think it was in the preview. Can I talk about a preview? Does anybody Go have for it. I already did. any <laughs> complaints about me talking about a preview? Uh, You'll right, hear well, about it afterwards. I'll hear about it later. Here, if anybody is listening right now and you don't watch the previews, this Sing is just la, 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 la. Yeah. Get ahead about 30 seconds, a minute, two, you know, right. kind of play it over. But, so I heard on the preview, or it was at the end of the, I'd have to, I'll go back and rewatch it, but I don't remember where it was. Anyway, so Bailey says, what's it matter if she's going to wake up and find that her son is not there? So, right. I don't well, think, I think it's... That, that, that could still relate to the same up-in-the-air question that either, one, George still hasn't found him, or two, the boy is dead. See, I think you know, that, I think so it fun. more, I think it leans more to that he's not found yet. And the importance mm -hmm. of George needing to find the boy. Hmm. But I could be wrong, I've been wrong before. I, and we'll find out next week. But, you know, this is a uh, a three-parter. I know. And um, by the way, the title of this episode was Walk on Water, and it is part one of three episodes. Why do you think they titled it Walk on Water? Hmm. What do you think, Cliff? Wow. Uh, well, um, first of all, uh, could it be some kind of um, indication as to uh, Kiev or Mr. Kaki? Uh, Karev. Karev, sorry, um, walking out on the water to get the pregnant lady. Mm -hmm. 
could but but my question is why would they title all three because it's it's walking on water part one on, two and three right so it, it, it it's not as though they're going to give a new title so it the there's the question first of all the guy that um, meredith was working on he didn't he it looked at look as if he climbed up out of that and from seeing her fall it didn't seem possible that he would be able to climb up that wall Well, that's what i'm sitting there thinking i'm I'm like if he climbed out of the water why can't she just climb up out of the water i mean obviously she's in a much better physical situation than he is right so she should be able to do it and so that that was a little weird for me but, you know, I, I wonder, is is the title of the three episodes, is it some kind of precursor or some kind of foreshadowing of what's to come in the next two episodes? That's a good question. That, that, um, good, because you have to have faith to walk to on know. water. I'm sorry, Kim, go ahead. That is true. I was going to say that a good thing to note about um, title episodes for Grey's Anatomy is all of the episode titles are song titles. Ah. Walk on water. Yeah. I did not know that. You didn't know that. I'm sorry. I don't share anything with Cliff, really. Um, oh, they know better than that. <laughs> well, the GSPN <laughs> listeners do. Um, or is it just a simple... I mean, I think there are so many so many ways that you can think about this title and things in just the episode that we saw tonight that will relate to the water. But, I mean, it's a ferry boat and people are walking on water, so to speak. Driving on water. You know, there's a lot of double meanings to walk on water. Absolutely. All of these people doing amazing things to help other people, and they are amazing acts, and you'll probably find amazing acts of strength where these men, maybe the the guy that Izzy is working on, these men may have this great strength rise from within them, and they'll be able to lift the car up off of the guy so that Izzy can better tend to him. No, I was so sitting there thinking, like, okay, if that's your best friend, why hasn't your adrenaline caught in uh, kicked in so that you can just throw that car up off of him and pull him out okay i i have a thought on this walk on water thing so you guys are talking about walking on water and the faith of peter but i was okay right i'm sorry i was going there you you were going there but but let's take take that biblical story of jesus walking on water Mm -hmm. do you recall what happened there was a great storm a great squaw uh, there was chaos and pandemonium, and and there was fear of death. It, We're gonna die, uh, you know. We need. Wh- where's Jesus when we need him? Where's our Savior? And here comes Jesus walking out on the water, and he's here to save the day. Is what is the title of these three episodes? Uh, an instruction that one of the things that you guys need to learn as interns going forward as doctors is you're going to need to understand that there are going to be times when you're going to walk into some stormy situations and you're have to going to have to walk in with confidence that you are going to be here to save people and that's your number one priority. Okay. Anyway. And it, it kind of, I mean, it, it really, what you're saying here and, and what I'm saying here, the, the walking on water, the, the having faith to get it through what you're doing goes right back to what... Um, Preston told George in Six Days Part 2. He says, there is nothing more that science can do for you. 
But if you want me to hope with you, if you want me to send up a prayer, if you want to have faith that things are going to get better, I will do that with you. Because science is done. Cliff checked out and I can't look at Kim, so I'm so confused. Is anybody listening to me? <laughs> I'm with you. I like that. I, that's a good point. That's also another point that, you know, can possibly be applied to idiots for the time being, at least. You know, what can you do? There is nothing that you can do for him, you know, but she can be there for him and offer that prayer and offer up that hope. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. One of the per people in our chat gave us a Wikipedia entry for Dr. Isabel Stevens, mm -hmm. and I'm going to read that, from that. I'm sorry. That was, thanks to Bubba Coop. was that Bubba Coop? Okay. Thank you, Bubba Coop. And this is from uh, the Wikipedia entry. It says, when meeting a pregnant teenage girl from her hometown, she revealed that she had a daughter at age 16 whom she subsequently gave up for adoption. Her daughter, Izzy named her Sarah, who is now 11, was adopted by a presumably upper-class family that once lived in Santa Barbara but not, has since moved. Izzy does not currently know her daughter's whereabouts. Okay. Now, could the girl that was with, with Meredith, could she pass as an 11-year-old? No. No. No, I no. don't think so. Okay, so let's toss that out the window then. No. Moving right along. Okay, moving right along. Thank you, Bubba Coop. Yes. I'm my theory. No, she, she, there's, there's no way, um, no way in my mind she can pass for an 11 year old. You know, people okay. in the chat are talking about the, the, the cheery residents and Oh, I was getting to her. Sydney, oh. she drives me crazy. Oh, who, it, yes, she was driving me crazy. And... Isn't she the one who was, um, assigned to Izzy when she first came back? Yep. Yeah, she's so annoying. Goodness gracious. And her yeah, whole thing with totally... her whole thing with um with Bailey in the beginning where she's talking about being the chief resident, you know, the resident who is above all the other residents and Bailey has no clue. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What what, what was she talking about? Cuz I, I didn't understand it. That next year they will be there the the residents will will be there for 5 years. And this is what I understood. The residents will be there for five years, and one of them will be appointed chief resident, the resident above all the other residents. Yeah, okay. the way it works is you've got the, the chief of surgery who is in charge of everybody, and underneath them are the attendants. Are the attendants, which are... Them, right, which are the, the people who are on yeah. staff. Now I was going to tell and Cliff underneath that... Underneath them is the, yeah. the chief resident and then the residents and interns and nurses and all that so down who, the line. Who would be the chief resident currently? That's someone we've never met. So are they so... Um, I don't think they've ever addressed a chief resident. Yeah, I don't either. But I don't know. Hmm. But yes, the girl... I thought it was really interesting when we saw Sydney before in previous episodes, like when she was babysitting with Izzy, and even when she came on as the resident when Bailey was out having the baby, um... She was so cheery and, and full of love and very, very annoyingly loving. Um, this episode, she took a total, I guess, a change. It, it kind of got flip-flopped. She became competitive, which she didn't seem to be before, and she very much frowned upon that um, in previous surgeries that we saw her in. 
And you know, she was very competitive. She wanted that that chief resident slot, and she wanted to take over there in the clinic when Callie was offering her help. And and Cindy was like, "No, I'm doing it." And she got all grabby. I think she's well because the resident, the the ones that we know who would be up for resident are Miranda, are, are Dr. Bailey, um, Callie O'Malley, and um, and Chippy Girl, um, Chipper Girl, Sydney. So there is going to be a lot of tension and and fun storylines between them, I think. I think so too. I hope. So maybe Sydney <laughs> is going to come in as more of a um, recurring character. Well, she. Oh no! I, they'll have to. She'll she'll have to get shot in the next hospital shooting. I, I don't know. She <laughs> won't last very long. I'm looking. I'm looking uh, at what one of our forum members had posted in here, and it may have been. Uh, let's see here. Uh, idea O2. And let's see here. Doctor. What? It's Ilya. Ilya. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, Dr. Sydney Heron uh, was in Breakthrough, a 2006 episode. Uh, was in Where the Boys Are, in a 2006 episode. And obviously, she was in this episode. So I would, I would say that we're probably going to see her as a reoccurring uh, character in the show now. At least in these reoccurring next... is fine. Main character, not so much. Oh, I don't think she could make yeah, a main I character. No, I, I think everybody else would probably, you know, tie her up and put her in the closet. I don't know. She's almost as. I mean, I, the way it's that, a whole new term to linen closet, doesn't it? The the way that that this uh, Sydney chick uh, here, the the way that she came off to me as the being introduced to me to the for, for the first time. Is the same way I felt about Callie O'Malley when I first saw her two episodes ago. Okay. Or, you know, I, I thought she was a little annoying, you know, and, 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 and it's kind of like, you know, oh, we're, we're doing this and we're doing this and, you know, I'm having problems. He, he's a sex machine or blah, 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 blah. And, and when that one girl says, listen, you know, we're not friends. <laughs> Christina. Yeah, Christina says, we're not friends. We're not friends. I, I don't care about his appetite. We're, we're not friends. I don't want to know what he's eating. <laughs> that, that's what she's <laughs> I love Christina. So, is there anything else in the episode you want to talk about, Kim? Um, what was the part where Callie was talking to Bailey, and um, Callie was discussing her concerns about, yeah, we're married, and you know, how do I draw this line in the sand? How do I, you know, separate professional from personal? And you know, here I am um, giving him orders here at work, and you know, we're back home and in the bedroom, and he's giving me orders, and Bailey just says, "Stop." Stop. I don't want that in my mind. Not today. Wait a minute. Not ever. I don't ever want to hear about that. You know, so she's got this personal attachment to George, too. She named her kid after George. Absolutely. I love when you she's, know? yeah, I loved the part um, from several episodes ago where she's reintubating um, George's dad and she does it and it's successful and he starts, you know, getting oxygen again and she says you know my son's named after his son and it's just in that moment you just know that bailey is emotionally involved and more like izzy than she cares to admit but i think that bailey has a sense of separation that the rest of them need to learn because don't don't forget that that bailey when she leaves she is miranda she is a wife she is a mother and you know, she can go home and she can be that, but she can, now granted her ha- husband doesn't work at the hospital, but she can come 
to work and be the best surgeon that she can be because she has set that boundary and learned how to how to balance the two. She definitely struggles with it, though. We've seen that. Oh, in yeah. Episodes, oh, absolutely. She has struggled with that. Well, I think we've seen a lot of struggle from her since she had the baby. But I think um, Derek hit it on the head a couple of weeks ago when he said the Nazi's back. But I think we're going to see the Bailey that we saw in season one more. Right. And and that would be good. I, I, I like the very tough and rough Bailey. And I, I do like too. how she puts the residents in their, their place. Absolutely. It's very, very thrilling. Absolutely. Ah. I think I'm done dissecting this episode. Is there anything else that anyone wants to talk about? I I would like to. I think I'm good. I okay. I would I would like to. I mean, obviously, since this is the first podcast that we've done, it's not going to hurt to for us to give our thoughts on I, some of I'm, the more. I'm going to venture off into other things. I'm asking, are we finished with the episode? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm I'm cool. Okay. Uh, you listen to my words. Well, we do have we have April on here. April, okay. um, she's in the chat room and she's also dialed in. And April, do you want to comment on this episode at all? Tell us about your favorite part um, or anything else that struck you about this episode. And I'll wait for her to respond in the chat room here. Five, four, three, two, one. I get no response. Okay, Stephanie, move on to whatever you want. Okay, so my question to um to cliff and kim and and everyone would be my first question is who's your favorite character ah off the top of your head who is your over i mean this this walk on water part one aside um who is your favorite character burke why um for me um when the the episode uh, where George's father was uh, was you know being treated in the hospital, getting ready for surgery. Uh, when he was going through surgery, recovering from surgery, Doctor Burke was there to to comfort George in a way that nobody else was doing. Okay. Um, what I felt uh, throughout that episode, a lot of the people on the show were very selfish. They were still very focused on their own relationship issues, their own problems, their own this, you know, and, and rightfully, you know, um, obviously Meredith had, an, you know, had reason to, right. to be thinking about her situation with her mother. But even before... No, that didn't come to later. Well, that's what I was saying. Even before her mother became lucid, she still was, you know, it, it was... But she was part of the surgical team. She could not be there for George in that way at that moment. But at night. I mean, I say, I, I'm, I'm talking. I'm, I'm, can I say yeah, one, go ahead. one thing? Now, I want to ask you this same question in a couple of weeks uh-huh. when you are filled in on the whole story. If because I, if to he's me, still? Absolutely. Because to me, Preston being there for George in that moment is more about guilt. Um, they are good friends. They do have a good friendship. But when you learn more of the backstory, I, I think that, there's there's more guilt involved there than yeah well I, I and and perhaps perhaps my view will change when i i get more of the history but but with me coming in just now five episodes ago um when i saw him saying listen your your dad you know what you want to do is you really want to you want to check <laughs> the kidney functions the kidney functions are the most important thing um just 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 the 
just the straightforward, hey, I'm telling you how it is. I mean, nobody else was telling him what right. was going on. And Preston's like looking at the charts. He's like, listen, this is what's going to happen. And, and he was straightforward with, with um, George. And I, I just really admired his his ability to to give sh- uh, strength and cur- instill strength and courage in George during that time. I really believe that he in, it helped him get through that situation. Okay. So I really Very liked good. Preston so okay. far. Kim, favorite character? Favorite character? I would have to say Meredith. And I know that so many people are going to say Meredith is her favorite character. But I really like her because she is so incredibly complex. There are so many different levels to Meredith. She can be um, happy and excited and joyous and and very self-centered. But, you know, she's got all of these different things going on. She's dealing with having to handle her mother and her mother's affairs and this new boyfriend and the roommates and how to manage all of that with work. It's, It's very, very interesting to see that come out with each episode. Now, just like you had mentioned in uh, last year's uh, Super Bowl episode with the bomb, she just knew something was going to happen, and she wanted to stay in bed. But when it came down to it, she can really take charge when she needs to. Like when she stuck her hand in the man, you know, when... She follows her instincts. Yes, she does follow her instincts, and I really like that about her. She, She can get stopped up on her emotion and whatnot, just like any of us can. But, you know, she reverts to that instinct, and she will act rather than be frozen by fear. And I really, really like that about her. Very good. And how about you? Okay. Um, my, my favorite character is Christina. I absolutely love Christina because um, I can relate to her through a little bit of myself, um, a lot of my daughters. And um, Christina, it, she, um, you know she is what you get there is a love in season two where she begs for someone to sedate her because i felt that in my life before i think we all have (laughs) someone (laughs) sedate me but um i just i she is not afraid to speak her mind she is not um ashamed of her intelligence she is completely comfortable with herself and there is this part of her that we are learning and we are seeing that is able to open in her own way open up and be completely and totally in love with Preston and and be I I, I can't put it all to words but so Christina is my favorite I, I like her character. I appreciate her character. One of the things that I don't like about her character, though, is the fact that she is so disconnected from everything and everyone outside of what she wants and what what, what drives her to be a surgeon. Um, See, I, I think, think that is one of the endearing qualities about her character, too. Don't get me wrong. I like that. But, you know, if that was somebody I knew, I would hate that. I, right. I, I, I could not be friends with somebody like that i could not contain have a relationship with someone who is that disconnected okay and see and and i think that we're going to start seeing a change in her after her little um q a with ellis last week where she's like can can i have it all can i you know be this great surgeon and still have a life i i think that up until this point it's been one or the other 
So I think we're going to start seeing a major change in Christina. I think you're right. Oh, I, I, I like that thought. I can relate to her in so many ways. I, I've told so many people that... What are you doing? I'm sorry. Um, I, I've told <laughs> so many people that, that the part where there's a part when um, it's right after she has her surgery and someone hugs her and she's like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> That's my two-year-old. That is my two-year-old. You touch the child, and she's like, ow, ow, ow it hurts. And uh, so, so I can relate to that. And the headstrong, the, the go-getter, that's my oldest daughter. And so I just, I see, I, I don't know, I, I think that I'm able to view her differently. Um, and, and I used to be a lot like that, too. So I, I've changed quite a bit. <laughs> But I, I wish I could be more like that. <laughs> I envy her for that, but probably not to that extreme. Right. So, no. what? Um, I had a thought, but but it's gone now. So, where? What's on your mind, Kim? A- after the. Well, we do have something outside of the actual show to discuss. We need help from our listeners. Absolutely. We want to figure out podcast name if anybody has any ideas that would be wonderful i don't know there were different ideas that came up um gray matters gave the gray gray cast um mcpodcast that's funny but that that i see i don't really care for that one because it makes me think of mcdonald's don't ask me why but it does yeah that's what somebody else told me this week too i'm like oh so bummer um i really like frequency or gray world what was the what before gray Gray world gray frequency okay see my my out out of those two i like gray matters but i are out of those two (laughs) out of all those my two favorites are um (laughs) gray matters but i really like shades of gray because um I think that that we're gonna see yeah. a, I, things on this show are not black and white, and, and they they're never meant to be. So I I think that I like shades of gray. But for my husband's time and um and willingness to participate, I I really like the what is it the the, the gray Grey's Anatomy Grey's Anatomy a fan podcast yeah. But, you know, Shades of Grey, I think, is my favorite. I kind of like that one, too. Um, Between Shades of Grey and Grey's Anatomy, a fan podcast, I kind of like that. Um, You know, if there's anything that anybody else can throw out there to us, um, you should email podcast at ravenscraft.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at R-A-V-E-N-S-C-R-A-F-T dot O-R-G. And give us any suggestions, and we'll kind of have a little vote and, you know, decide among ourselves. Stephanie and I will have pretty much the final say on it. But, Absolutely. Uh, if you guys like Shades of Grey or if you like just the title, Grey's Anatomy, a fan podcast, that's cool, too. Let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. Absolutely. And with that said, is there anything else? 
Uh, how about just a general uh, GSPN update? A general GSPN update. If, if we can do that. Well, I will let you chat about that for a moment. Very good. Well, let's let's give it a proper intro. This is a generally speaking podcast network update. And my apology, apologies to anybody in the in the chat room for how yeah. loud that was. Well, what about me? I'm not in the chat room. But <laughs> okay, it was really and, loud. and my apologies <laughs> to you. I did not realize that I had not uh, reset the volume. But anyway, um, yes, a couple things. The, first of all, there are, like I said, a lot of new listeners who are listening to this uh, very first episode of this Grey's Anatomy fan podcast from generally the GSPN or the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. And uh, just so you know, this I know in the introductions that we gave 10 minutes into the show, uh, we had mentioned that we are a part of a self-produced network. Uh, Stephanie and I have been podcasting for more than a year, and we have seven shows. Uh, this podcast, we want to just tell you that you can count on us being here every Thursday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern Time. And that is after every new episode of Grey's Anatomy. If it's a repeat uh, probably not. It depends. We'll let you know more about that. But if there is a brand new episode on Thursday evening of Grey's Anatomy at 10.15, immediately following that episode, Eastern Time, we will be here. Now, Christy uh, just shared that it's kind of interesting listening to this because she lives on the West Coast and she's not yet seen the episode oh, we've been discussing. Oh, you should totally not be listening. <laughs> but anyway. Really? What, yeah, so that's what Christy just said in the forum. You cannot, if, if you're lost, if lost, listen to me. If your Grey's Anatomy experience is lessened tonight, it's not our fault because. Oh, she, I'm, well, she knew. <laughs> she she said it was a tough call, and she decided. <laughs> well, I'm or, glad no, you uh, Bubba Bubba Coop says it's a tough call, but Christy says, "Oh well." And so uh, it's a great show. And it's, it's a great. Show. It, it's a good episode. And on, I was sitting there. We were 15 minutes behind Kim. Kim's typing That's up hilarious. these live notes, and I'm sitting I, there thinking, okay, the "Girl show disappears." Is ready to come on, the show is getting ready to come on, and I get a craving for chips, and I send my husband to the store for chips. Oh yeah, you you so, can tell the story can now. Can I tell the story now? So he, it, I'm not kidding. It's 10 o'clock. I pause the show. He runs out and gets me chips and dip because I was craving it something fierce. Comes back. We start the show at 9.20. We start from the beginning. Kim, lovely Kim, sends us an IM, <laughs> sends us an instant message, says, this is intense. Cliff's like, what's she talking about? This is not intense. There is <laughs> nothing happening He's here. Like, there is nothing happening here. And so I look at him and I'm like, seriously, you don't, she is live. We are not. <laughs> To her, it's intense. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. So then we're watching it, and, and it's picking up, and it is getting rather intense. And, and he says, this is intense. And then they show um, the chief and Christina, and then Addison and Callie come out, and they're just waiting. Just waiting. And, and that like, was intense. Even the waiting is intense. Yeah, so, that was great. It, it was hilarious. He's like, "What's she talking about?" <laughs> well, it it was kind of uh, it was kind of funny. Uh, the thing is, is that it was if, really funny. At every every Thursday evening, ten fifteen p.m. Absolutely. Now there are a lot following of, a new episode. At following any new episode, I can't. I I I'm Kim and I are still working out the the details of you know um if we'll podcast during 
hiatuses Hiatus. and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And so, but the thing is, is there are going to be some people now. They've heard some interaction. Actually, no, we haven't had any inter- interaction. I'm kind of um, a couple people were dialed in, but uh, they're they're not dialed in now. Uh, but you can interact with us. We c- you can actually call in live and and uh, dial in, and you can request a talk at any point during this show as it's being recorded live on the internet. We have several people streaming, listening to us as we record this, and a couple people are dialed in, but they haven't wanted to say anything. But you can request a talk and talk with us live and, and be a part of this podcast. And the way that you can do that, it's really easy. Go to Generally Speaking Podcast dot com and there's a link in the menu that says gspn live shows and it will tell you exactly how to be a part of this live show now also we do and this is a weekly podcast uh we also do a weekly lost podcast so if you're a fan of the lost tv show uh that's where cliff really comes out i mean that that's what i'm on top of that's my a game and we do that every Friday evening at 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time. So tomorrow night, uh, we will be actually recording a live Lost podcast at 9.15 p.m. And we'll be talking about Not in Portland. And, uh, oh, man, I've got so many notes and so many different Easter eggs and mystery and discussions about character analysis. We're going to do some great stuff. And you can join that. That's a weekly Lost podcast. Uh, If you subscribe to that show, uh, not only will you get the recording of that live event that we'll do, but Stephanie and I also record an initial reaction to that episode, usually about 20 to 30 minutes in length, that's available first thing Thursday morning. Before you even go to work, it's there. And so that's there. I also do a weekly podcast called Net Junk. So if you're a technology fan, uh, we do a technology show called Net Junk. And we do a bunch of other shows, but the biggest show of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network, and we just have to plug it, is the all-new, brand-new, reinvented My Crazy Life podcast, where we podcast daily, every single day, Monday through Friday. And so you can find that, all of those, and more shows at generallyspeakingpodcast.com. Now, I'm not going to do that every week, but since this is our first show. I'm not going to let you, because next week I'm going to come. Did you mute me? I don't hear myself anymore. You are still there, babe. Okay. I don't I don't hear myself anymore. My ears must be asleep. <laughs> Stop it. So, for next week, I'm going to come and have a buzzer for Cliff. A buzzer? Don't do you that, like please. That? Okay. Won't do that anymore. Um, but I'm going to have a buzzer sitting here on the table and when I think you should be done, I'm going to buzz you. And 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 you know what? And 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 if you're not happy with the quality of our fan oh, podcast, we could always yeah. go into Check this out. We can always go into official ABC Grey's Anatomy podcast mode. Exactly how the official (laughs) podcast has recorded several times. (laughs) No, we would never do that. That's horrible. But I will be tuning in to the official podcast tomorrow to see what they have to say about this. And guess what? I'm actually going to listen to it as well. Are you? I am. Cool. And so. Absolutely. Hey, guys, I think you guys did great for your first podcast on your own, and I want to congratulate you guys. Um, You did wonderful, and I'm looking forward to seeing this show grow and flourish in the participants live, and and I'm certain the downloads will start happening. And and, uh, just so you know, you can always interact with us on the Internet. There's now a place for your podcast on our GSPN listener forum. Right. That's awesome. 
And so, so people can come to the forum and, and talk about the talk about Grey's Anatomy and talk about our podcast too. Absolutely. That's it, awesome. It's a yeah, place. How do they get there? Stephanie, how do they get there? not the person to ask you just you just simply go to generally speaking podcast.com I, I had it and click on the gspn listener form Forum. i i had it i was making a joke you you never let me finish anything i need my buzzer you're done i'm done so with all that said thank you cliff for helping us to produce this podcast it is Fun, yes, and I look forward to next week's episode and I can't wait. our thoughts together. Do you think? Do you think we'll know it, it? You know, obviously we saw in the previews everybody's looking for Meredith, but do you think we'll find her next week? Absolutely. Okay, good because I don't think she can yeah. handle two weeks in the water. <laughs> two weeks in the water. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think we're gonna find her right away. So that's what we have to look forward to. Let's find out. Absolutely. Either live or not. Very cool. Well, thank you guys for that. And uh, we'll be here next week, 10, 15 p.m., Thursday evening. And until next time. Um, you can't say stay lost, you but can't I know you were going to change Until then, walk on water. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care, everybody.